0: Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Hi, everyone, this is Joe. This is episode number one oh six of the Decahedron RPG podcast. And today I have a special guest, the one, the only, the amazing James. Hi, James. Hello, Joseph. It is the holiday season. How do you feel about eggnog?
1: One cup a year is enough.
0: I love eggnog. Oh, I adore it. My my wife hates it. No one I know likes it like here. Um, but like I wait for like that Thanksgiving day so I can have it and then uh, because you know it's so rich so much fat so many calories and all that stuff that's not good for you so much cholesterol I will only buy the one little like the quart during uh, Thanksgiving and when that one's gone I don't buy it again until Christmas but anyway this episode is not about eggnog this episode is about character creation but before we get there I just need to remind everybody that I currently have a giveaway happening and I am giving away something and I can't tell you what it is because that gives everything away. Ah, giveaway, giveaway, see what I did there? Anyway, um, so what happened is a few weeks ago, I was watching some television, I'll even say that, and I was hit with this inspiration, this game. Kind of a beer and pretzels RPG, right? This isn't any multi-volume thing. Just came out of me, and I just started writing it down. And over a weekend, the whole thing was done, and it was complete. And I called it Shirts and Skirts. There's a little joke in the name there, but I think it fits. And so the contest is for you, dear audience, to tell me what you think Shirts and Skirts is about. And right or wrong, you get entered, and one of those people who gave a guess will uh, get something from me that's related to shirts and skirts. We have like six entries now, uh, including you, James. You are one of them. Uh, But I'm going to go over the clues I've given so far. Uh, They have been the theme to the 1960s Western wagon train, the theme to the 1950s television sitcom I Love Lucy, Uh, A little piece of dialogue and the theme to a 1963 show called The Lieutenant. Uh, The dialogue was with Rip Torn and Gary Lockwood. Lockwood? I keep trying to say his name wrong. Um, And then clue number four was the 1980s hit song 99 Red Balloons by the German group Nina. Before we had all the clues, just based on the title, your original guess was that it was a game about dating now with those clues have you changed your mind
1: i am still clueless with what i'm going to say to that
0: are you still going with with dating just as a told in for general answer yeah all right i am giving one more clue today right now here is the clue i'm right. so
1: dysfunctional weak and emotional I solve for Y in my computation, but miss vital information. The variable's so
0: devastating. I'm the X. (laughs) What did that do for you, James? Did that help at all?
1: Nope, I'm still in left field.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next week, when Daniel and I record... Uh, I will I will give all those details. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. All right. So that's the contest. Uh, we talked about Eggnog. Let's talk about character creation. Last episode, I played a feedback from Evil Jeff, where he was responding to a feedback by Jason, where they were talking about whether or not disadvantages should be randomly selected or player chosen. And so in my response, I said, it's weird because in Gamma World, I don't mind it being random. But if you told me in GURPS that it had to be random and you didn't get to pick, that that would get my back up. And so it's a matter of expectation. And then I said, but that brings into the whole thing. Is it preferable to have a random character creation or... A not random one, one where you actually create the, the character. And then I said, you know, that would make a good episode. And then I said, you know, that might have even been one that James and I put on the list way back when. And if so, I'll have James on. But I went through the list and it's not on there. But I decided to have you on anyway because you haven't been on this month. And I thought it would be good to have a second voice because we often disagree about stuff like this.
1: We're not talking about any particular game. We're just talking in general, any game format, right?
0: Yep. And before we start, I am going to play this thing that I just got from um, Jason late last night. Hey, this is Jason. Just listening to episode 105. I am looking forward to the um, random versus character concept creation episode. Because, as you might guess, I fall on the random side. So, anyhow, take care. Talk to you soon. All right. So, Jason falls on the random side. Where, sir, do you fall? Are you a let me roll it up and play it? Are you a let me sit down and create one uh, using some sort of point-by system?
1: I prefer rolling it, but my caveat to that is a lot of DMs, and I don't disagree with them, does not trust the player to roll unless they're in front of them to see the rolls. I like the point system or the set number system where I can actually go and create like four or five characters until I finally find the one that fits me for the game I'm about to play. So I like random rolling. but it is not always convenient
0: all right. So no surprise, and we didn't discuss this ahead of time, and I've said it before. you know we we never fake this. James and I naturally disagree. <laughs> I have a strong preference for creating a character um, from scratch, you know, with a point-by system. Uh, in fact, when I left D&D back in the 1980s for GURPS, that was one of the reasons, was because I could sit down and create a character. And I, I just love that. But like, like you hinted at, James, I'm not fully on the you can never roll up a character camp. And I think they both have their place. I I think D&D, where you sat down and created the character, wouldn't be D&D. Yeah, it it would be something else. It wouldn't be bad. It just wouldn't be D&D. And I think they each have their, their bonus, their pluses and minuses. And so that's what I thought we would talk about today. And you can chirp in. And if you think I leave something out, by all means, shout it out. So I figured we'd go through the advantages of the random system first and talk about each point, and then the advantages of the create system. Okay, so my first advantage for the random characters is that it's quick. It's a whole lot quicker to roll up six stats than it is to take 100 character points, say, in GURPS, and pick all your stats, then your skills, and then rebalance your stats with your skills. Oh, you know, if I put another point in decks, then I can spend less points on the skills, and that will give me another couple points there. Oh, and if I pick up this advantage, then I can, you know, that takes a while. So quickness, I would say, is an advantage for the random system.
1: Do you find the random system to be quicker when you're doing the rolls? I would have thought that would take more time because of the way the system works. It just feels like you're moving points around until you finally find a good fit for what you're trying to create. So I'm not sure what is faster.
0: On the system, you roll three dice six times, and you're done. Right. It takes, what, four seconds to roll a die? Maybe another two or three to to write it down. So let's say 10 seconds per stat. There's six stats. 60 seconds done. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't see where, where you th- where you think that takes a while. <laughs> Whereas in point-buy system, you're like, oh, I have 100 points. It costs 10 points to buy a strength of 10. Uh, okay, it takes 15 points to buy it at 11. Or I could put and spend that in decks. What do I want this character to be? Okay, well, if I want to buy this many points in um, okay. sword, then I want that. Oh, but sword, I, I, so I need a dex of that. But, you know, to do this damage, I want at least that much strength. But I still need some for intelligence and health. And it's all this going back and forth. It's a, it's a creation process. It's you know what I mean. It's oh, they let me check all the math, and that takes a lot longer.
1: I see your point, but also helps out when you're trying to play a particular class.
0: Well, those, what we're talking about is advantages of random right now. So that's what Not I'm that saying you. is a random is an advantage that it's quicker, uh, and in fact. Okay. That is one of the reasons why I think it works well for D&D, because in a good D&D game, you should always have that element of um, character danger. And if a character makes a misstep, well, if a player makes a misstep and does something silly and his character dies, he can quickly make a new character. Whereas in GURPS, if you kill someone mid-session, they're going to be spending the rest of the session making a new character.
1: Right now, I think that's quite a few different games that character creation seems to take a long time, but I don't know if that's part of the fun of the game
0: as well. oh, it it, it most definitely is. I, and I think both systems are are fun, right? they They both scratch an itch, but they scratch a different itch. Uh, and and yeah, I, I just keep saying GURPS and I just keep saying d and d because there are two examples, right? But for on the create side, I could say, um, big Eye, Small Mouth. I could say Hero. You know, there's all sorts of ones. But on the random side, I could say and I could say um, Tunnels and Trolls. I could say Traveler. I could say, you know, a million others there too. So, but rather than saying all these names every time, I'm saying d and GURPS uh, because they're two huge names that people tend to know. Another advantage of random systems is that they can provide uh, surprise. Uh, you know, you roll that 18 strength. It's like, wow, I wasn't you're awesome. Nice. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's a cool thing.
1: Or you could roll that three.
0: That's still a surprise.
1: <laughs> it is a surprise. Yes.
0: As you said on the episode with with Michael from uh, the DM's handbook, you know, those threes can be fun to play. Another advantage I see in the random system is those random numbers that you weren't expecting once they hit the page, they can provide inspiration. You know, you look at those numbers and all of a sudden it jumps out at you. Oh, look at that wisdom and that that strength. This is clearly a paladin and he clearly has strong warrior tendencies or, I mean, a paladin, a, a cleric, but he has strong warrior tendencies or whatever. Those numbers the showing up in the order that they showed up can inspire you to create a certain kind of character just based on those.
1: So oh, true on that. But it also sometimes makes your decision for you in some cases.
0: That's inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one I have that avoids ruts. So when you have a a point by system like Kerps, some people tend to make the same character over and over again. Every time they do it, they're making this. I mean, there's minor variations, but at the heart of it, it's the same character. Whereas when you roll, and when you roll method one, 3d6 down the line in order, and you don't get to swap things around, those ruts get broken because the dice say, well, you thought you were playing a fighter, but this guy is clearly a thief or whatever. Uh, So it air quotes forces uh, players to play different things and expand themselves a little bit sometimes.
1: I agree on that. A lot of times you will have people who have either the point-by system or the new thing in, well, I shouldn't say new, the last couple of editions of D&D, they have preset numbers where you get these six numbers, you can place them wherever you want and create a character. It, and whoever's creating the character most of us, including me, will put the numbers in the same area because we have our own mind what is important.
0: So that brings in a whole another thing that I meant to say during the introduction is that, you know, what we're talking about today are the two extremes. There is this middle ground where there is some randomness and some control, and we've been doing that from, from day one. I mean, I think it didn't take us long to house rule that you get to roll the, the stats and arrange them wherever you want. And we were doing that before I ever said it in any book or something way back in the 1970s still. so, But, yeah, we're going to the extremes. Otherwise, everything gets muddled. So that's what I had for advantages for the random situation, uh, for the random creation. Do you have any that I didn't think of?
1: No, I believe we've covered all the bases.
0: All right. Then for the create system, I I need a better word for that. Uh, But, you know, where you create it all whole cloth point by whatever first advantage I have is that you get to create exactly the character you want, um, whereas we were just talking before, um, and whereas when we did that one episode where we rolled up the stats and we each made a character based on the same stats, we were kind of forced into the character classes we went with because of those stats, and we weren't we couldn't play other characters that we thought we might have wanted to. With a creation system, you don't have that problem because if you want to play a whatever, you create a whatever.
1: I'm going to disagree on part of that, but you're right into the majority of it. There are certain classes that the scores are so high that even the point-by systems, you don't have enough points to make those. One of the big ones that come to mind is the paladin.
0: I think in any system that has a point-by system, the paladin can be made with it. I'm I'm thinking three E onwards, right? Because three E was the first place that D and D actually had an official point buy system, and you could make a paladin with a point buy.
1: I have to try that. I have never tried it for paladin because I've never been a goody two shoe law lawful good type player. It's just against my grain.
0: This is a, one of the areas where we differ because I'm always like, if you're gonna play a fiction. Why would you want to play anything other than the hero? And the Paladin is the ultimate hero, right? It's like, if you're going to play Star Wars, why would you want to be anyone other than Luke Skywalker?
1: Star Wars, I'm going to agree on. It's just that the...
0: Really? I could have sworn that you were a Han Solo man.
1: I could go either way, but I like the lightsaber too much to not
0: do Luke. (laughs) Well, Han does use the lightsaber in um, Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yes, to open up the creature. That's, that's not using the
0: lightsaber. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that ruined, because up until that point, my concept of the lightsaber was that the lightsaber wasn't a technological device. It was a projection of the force. And that scene ruined that for me. But anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> uh, my second advantage for uh, creation systems is that your characters will always be balanced. You won't end up with that amazingly underpowerful character. Oh, I rolled all threes on everything. Although if you rolled all threes on everything, you need new dice because the mathematical chances of that are astounding. You're more more likely to win Powerball, but you get what I'm saying. Um, Or I rolled all 18s on everything and now all the other players can do nothing but stand in my wake because I am the powerhouse of the party. Ha! Stay away from me, peons. Uh, (laughs) with With a... point-by system, with a character creation system, all characters are more or less balanced. Maybe not in the same way. Maybe this one will shine more in combat, this one will shine more in social situations, and that one will shine more in sneaking, stealthy, spy crap. Um, but they, they're all balanced.
1: Yeah, so it's also one of those where you don't need the DM to be there to do it either. You can do it at your home, and like I was mentioning earlier, do a couple of iterations of what you're trying to do until you finally get your sweet spot.
0: Hey, that wasn't on my list at all. So that that's an excellent addition, sir. The last thing I had on my list, though, was usually the, the point by systems. Usually, I'm underlining that word vocally, <laughs> but usually you find these in the classless games, if you will, the skill-based games, as opposed to the class-based games. So so when you have this system, you can usually create more of a varied type of character. You don't have to shoehorn yourself into that thief role, or that fighter role or that whatever role, right? You can make yourself more rounded. There's no class. You can say, "I'm very fightery with these thief skills or I'm very thiefy with this fighter ability," or whatever like that. And I view that as a big plus. I've said it before. I am not a fan of class-based systems. That was, in fact, did I say at the beginning of this episode, that was one of the reasons I left D&D. Actually, I said that because of the character creation system, but that's that's part of it, right? Because in D&D, more so in the older editions, your abilities were determined by your class. And, you know, if you want to pick locks, you've got to be a thief. If you want to cast spells, you've got to be a magic user if you want to turn undead, you have to be a cleric. Whereas in a true open point buy system, you can buy any of these at varying levels. And you can say, oh, I'm a thief. I'm great at picking locks, but I suck at picking pockets or whatever. And I just, I find that gives you more freedom. It gives you a more a more varied rainbow of characters, if you will. And things look less samey samey my thief would look very different from your thief oh how very interesting is that i just had an idea where we did that one episode before where we did the dnd characters with the same stats what if we both build thieves in big eyes small mouth or gurps or something and then show them on here i'd be
1: willing to do that that sounds like interesting
0: isn't it all right but anyway back back to the point and then we'll we'll talk about this episode more varied characters uh as an advantage to the creation system
1: creation system its best points are like you said it's balanced you can create a character of what you want you're not being forced into in a character because the roles say you have these abilities and you don't have enough to be in that cleric or that magic user because of your wisdom or strength i'm sorry wisdom or intelligence so I do like the point system in, in that aspect.
0: And another thought that came to me while you are talking, by the way, is that uh, in the beginning of the episode, you talked about uh, a session zero type thing where you say, you know, let's make sure we're all not playing Rangers. And with a create system, you can get very fine-tuned on that. And you can say, we need to make sure we have someone who has this skill and so, well, let's take out a fantasy and let's put it into um, space. You can say, we need to make sure we have a pilot. We need to make sure we have an engineer. We need to make sure we have a, uh, okay. I don't know, navigator, doctor, I don't know, uh, and stuff like that. Okay. And it's possible to make that character, but still be a whole lot of other things that you want it to be. I don't I don't know if that's making sense.
1: It is. Uh, basically, you're saying we need to make a team that works together, but you don't have to be pigeonholed into any one thing where indeed, and many of the medieval fantasy games, you have to have a fighter. You have to have a magic user. You have to have a cleric. So in the futuristic games, it isn't as important because you should, can get around things.
0: But even in a medieval game, you could, that by thought holds. It's just your skills would be different as opposed it was just easier to explain it for me to explain it in in science fiction terms um i think that is everything i had to say on the topic what about you sir
1: i don't think there's a lot more i could add to it but what i do like about the point system is when you go to a convention it's the idea you can take your character in a dungeon master is not going to question your points because you had a set point you had to work with and it's all within their guidelines so they're not going to come and say oh you can't do this with your character so it helps in those situations
0: we've covered the topic i think we did it pretty well so i'm i'm happy uh before we wrap up this episode let's talk though so you 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 like this idea of us each creating a thief and i just pulled out of my head but yeah let's go with a thief with stats and backgrounds. Um, and the two games that sprung to my mind were GURPS and Big Eye Small Mouth. I know I'm more familiar with both of those than you are, but I, I will, I will give you the rules guidance either way, which, which way would you want to go?
1: Um, I know both the names. I'm not familiar with it, but what I've seen for Big Eye, um, Big Mouth, whatever <laughs> the proper term. It, it's
0: Big Eye Small Mouth or B-E-S-M.
1: I think I'd like that. I've seen the robots um, section, and that part I have read a little bit on. It, I know it isn't going to work for these, but I think I'd like to try that system.
0: I think we'll do second edition revised, though, or maybe we'll just do uh, that, that generic system. I like it. I think it sounds like a fun episode. I look forward to that. Well, let's uh, do that sometime in January, sir. So it is the holiday season, like we said at the top of the episode. So for you, sir, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And for everybody else, whatever holidays you celebrate, I wish that they are happy and merry and that they are filled with uh, joy and family and laughter and fun.
1: Yes, audience, please enjoy the holidays and take some time with your family.
0: So thank you, James, for joining me.
1: You're welcome, Joseph. And let's do this again in the future.
0: We Well, we, we already have a date for a big-eye-small-mouth. <laughs> we have a BESM date, not the other kind, um, for sometime in January. Uh, yeah, everyone, like I said, thanks for listening. Please send feedback all the ways are in the show notes. They're in the outro that you are probably hearing right now. And until next time, happy gaming, happy life. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Send email to feedback at decahedron.com. Remember to spell Decahedron with a K. Voice feedback can be sent through the Anchor website or by calling 562-RPG-CAST. That's 562-774-2278. Links are in the show notes. Music is by Kevin MacLeod and Alexander Nakarada. Logo is by Design Cat.